Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's session of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club fought and defeated the Coven of Hags and their Farspawn army. With their third Kyber Shard now under their belt, and the floating island of Elysia safe, they spent the night. Velvet secretly stole a drawing from Lena's journal, trying to discover what or who is dwelling inside of her. The next day, their yeti friend Mortar granted them magical passage to the arctic wasteland of Crystalfall, where they are in search of the Ritual of Destruction, a ritual that can be used to seal away the demon overlord and destroy the silver flame. Let's launch into tonight's session. You guys have entered through the portal made by your good friend Mortar in Arctis Tor. You find yourself in the vast cold tundra of Crystalfall. You see before you, about a half day's journey away, you see this huge ice shelf extends out of the snow that, that is about 80 feet high or so, and it goes on for quite some time, probably about 10 kilometers, maybe more, it's very long. But you see just atop the ice shelf is the entrance to a wide cave tunnel, and you know that that must be where the tomb entrance is. As you stand there, still feeling the same cold, the same frigidness that you felt in Arctis Tor, you notice a small wooden shack poking its roof through the snow, and you see smoke is actually rising from the window of this shack, and it's about 400, maybe 500 feet away down the small hill. It sits in the middle of what looks like a blue frozen lake. What would you like to do? <laughs> so, so this whole time, Velvet has been hating the cold weather. Just not a fan of this. So I'm going to keep using my heat metal spell to continuously have like a hot water with lemon thermos in it. <laughs> I refuse to lose this gift to the cold, Velvet says. And he's been miserable the whole time. Why would someone choose to live out here? Lena's like looking at the, the little shack. I know. Oh. Maybe they're it's like really the, the person that takes you through the, the whatever tunnel this is or whatever. We should just go talk to them, right? It, it looks warm. Bree and I are literally up to our nipples in snow. So can we please? <laughs> we like two bobbing heads in here. Yeah, Lena just starts walking towards the, the shack. <laughs> she's like, follow, follow just... me. I'll take a trail. I'll make a trail for you guys. And she's like going through. Telepathically, Bree says, thank you, Lena. That would be very helpful. Why did we just think of this now? <laughs> 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 
So he reaches down and pulls them out of the, the little snowbank that they're in. <laughs> sets them on the trail. Yeah. Thank All you, right. Sai. There you go. Thank you, Sai. All right, so you guys begin walking through the high snow down toward this blue frozen lake. You walk for about uh, 25 to 30 minutes, taking it at a slower pace as you're fighting your way through all this snow. And finally, you reach the edge of the lake. Now, when you come to the lake, you notice that the lake actually isn't as frozen as you think it would be, despite the very harsh cold conditions. Where there's no snow coverage, you can see that the ice is patchy and there are these thin spots or it is completely broken off and there are pools of water uh, in other spots. Huh. There's like no, no like bridge that this person used to get to their like home? There, there's no bridge. It's all just uh, icy landscape what? and uh, it's kind of hard to see if there's a proper path you should be taking. Uh, did, did the guy fly to his house? Like how was, how was he getting there? <laughs> Maybe God. he melted, and I point to all the water. Maybe that's him. Oh, I mean that like would be really smart. Like an ice person. You I know? like this person oh. already. If he did that, I really like them. Avery, is there like a stick or anything that I can kind of poke the water to see what it feels like? Uh, there's no sticks around. It's all just ice and snow. Uh, but if you have anything in your Ooh, inventory that in. could act that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could totally work. Javelin that little puddle. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I'm going to put the javelin in. I just want to see, like, you know, you know, if you How kind deep. of poke it, if it, it becomes solid or something yeah. like that. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah. So you approach a part of the lake, and you go to a part that looks a little thinner than the rest, and you go poke it through, and it goes for about three inches, then it sinks through very easily. You pull the javelin back up, and you see that it's just uh, wet in the water. Um, Can I do a perception roll to... um... I, 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 Velvet wants to start, like, digging in the snow and see if he hits the bottom of something, like if there's a floor, because I... You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So you, you you start digging down. I won't even have you roll. Okay. Um, you, you start digging down in another area a bit away from Sai, and you notice that uh, there is thicker sheet of ice here. So you could tell that some spots might be thinner, but some spots might be okay to walk on. It looks like if we're really careful, we could walk over. Mm. Only right, the daintiest may survive. Mm. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Says the person with the great axe on her back. Wow. I, I suppose that's that rules us out. Bree's gonna telepathically uh, say, "Should should some of us lighter ones maybe try to clear the way ahead and I, test things out?" That's a good idea, Bree. Let's wanna, race. Let's go. What you, like, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. I have an idea. Avery, oh. um, uh, when we post the javelin in, were we able to kind of like, kind of like hit the bottom, or is it just? Do we know how deep it is? It's deeper than your javelin could go. And how yeah. deep is the javelin? Oh, I don't know. Uh, like, how long is a javelin? A like javelin is like five six, feet. Maybe? No, it's like, like six or seven. But it's I said I actually seven, specifically yeah, said mine were shorter. Like they're oh, they're a little bit shorter. So yeah, a mini so it's javelin. Like, yeah, it's like a, <laughs> they're like fashionable javelins. So it's a stick. Oh my god, it's a oh, sharp right. stick. <laughs> it's just a sharp stick. It's just a sharp <laughs> stick. There's no flight value to it at all. So Sai steps up to the lake and says, watch this. And he casts control water and parts the water to the side so that there's a um, a sort of a trench that we can go through. 
<laughs> okay, really cool. So yeah, Sai casts this control water and immediately you hear the ice breaking off and the parts that are still thicker. But the rush of water uh, parts the ways like Noah is straight up and you <laughs> see this uh, very slicked icy path that, it, uh, that leads down to the bottom of this lake. And now you can see that it uh, is about 20 feet deep, this lake, and there's a wall of water on either side of this thin pathway. Oh. Lena well. secretly, like, is jealous of all the people that have magic and can do this cool stuff. <laughs> uh, so I would assume that there is liquid water near or the bottom. It's just kind of like a thin sheet of ice on the top. In fact, most of it is liquid water. Uh. There, there are some parts that are thicker, but it's more thin than thick. Okay, Velvet actually runs into the water and like spins around in it and then hops out of it and be like, whoa, whoa, wow, oh, wow. And my. you find that the water is actually warm, surprisingly. Oh, my Velvet just hits it and he's just like, yes. <laughs> oh, and uh, oh. you see his like feet stick out. And I feel like they're kind of like steaming because it's warm water. And he kind of turns around and sticks out his head and goes, hey, I found myself a hot tub. Join. It's warm. <laughs> it's, it's warm? I know, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, Sai, keep doing your thing, though, please, because okay. I have a, I have a heavy great axe. Minutes. I'm good. I have a I'm great good. axe on my back. I don't want to drown. <laughs> I'm going to no. practice my, my backstroke. Mm. <laughs> And Velvet's kind of like swimming as if he's in like an aqua tank kind of parallel to them. Bree <laughs> <laughs> like tentatively sticks her hand into the water to see if it really is warm. It really is warm. It's uh, it's not hot like the bath water, but it's it's warm. Velvet puts his hand above his head like it's a shark fin and like swims up to Bree's hand and pretends to eat it. <laughs> 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 All right. How, how far away is the like how, how far do we have to walk? through this lake? Uh, you have to walk about 100 feet. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Huh. I'm just going to swim. Yeah, I'm going to swim in that forward direction with y'all. Okay. <laughs> so you guys begin walking down the decline into the bottom of this warm lake, and Velvet, you're swimming in the water. And Velvet, as you're swimming, you look deeper into the lake to the right, and you see this shape begin to sort of move and swim far away. It's this darker silhouette, but you notice that on the back of this silhouette, there is this sort of embery red glow. Oh, I feel like a, a few bubbles got to pop out of his mouth as he goes. Oh no, is he singing? He's singing, isn't he? No one listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> Just put, do a thumbs up, like we, we think it's good. Is that a new single? It's funny because in diving, I think a thumbs up is really bad. So like, oh, Velvet's, Velvet's oh, giving no. thumbs ups as, oh, is that real? as if it's oh, bad. He's like, yeah, I, I think oh. yeah, you, it's um, you do the circle O with your fingers in diving when oh. you're okay not not oh. thumbs up yeah interesting okay. yeah okay. so well, anyway giving you the thumbs up back <laughs> <laughs> is, is the shape coming towards me avery now that you've made these noises you see the silhouette stop for a moment and it slowly starts swimming toward you oh fuck i as fast as i can i start to swim out to the crevice to meet the group i'm trying okay. to outrun this thing so you, you do break through the wall and you're on the path. You guys are about halfway through. 
in the middle of this lake. There's a monster in the lake. No one warned me. What? Why? Oh, yes. what? Monster? Oh, okay, it's got a, it, It's got something on its back. It's like red and glowing. It's weird. Oh. It. it I, we, we need someone who can kill things. And I kind of point at Lena, Geary, and Sai. Uh, you, 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 three <laughs> should take care of that. And you all can see it, this big silhouette about to break through no, the wall God, of water. Oh, it's no, a oh, no, same oh, monster. No, no. <laughs> Lena you have six seconds. Run. What do you want to do before it bursts? Oh my God! Um, Lena, no, it's gonna Lena cast. Wrote, Lena chucks a javelin at it. Chucks yeah. a javelin at it. Okay. It's in water. Have I don't heard care. Of she does something. <laughs> okay, so Lena's chucking a javelin. What about the rest of you? Lena's um, never done a water fight in her life. She has no idea what's happening. <laughs> um, Bree wants to. Oh, I don't know if this will count. Create a. She wants to create a magic circle around them. A magic circle? Okay. Yeah. But I don't know um, if this creature is an elemental or a fiend or anything like that. It works against celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead. And you can only choose one. Correct. So which one would you like to choose, Brie? Oh. <laughs> oh, no pressure, Steph. Um, it's only our lives. It's only the <laughs> remainder of the session. Yeah, it's only and I'm giving you five seconds. I, five. I'm going to say... Four. Oh god, I'm gonna say elemental, I don't know. Elemental? Okay. And the rest of you, do you want to do anything? No, Velvet just goes, oh! Should I, should I have Velvet's to uh, roll disadvantage for my javelin? Because it's water. I mean, a javelin is spiked and very yeah, long. It's I'm... almost like a swordfish snout. It would go um, right through. 100% agree. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, good. I rolled like shit. And what did you roll to Oh, hit? sorry. Do you want me to go? Okay, so I rolled a 23 yeah, yeah. to hit, and... That is, that's a six whole damage. I rolled six a two. Whole damage. Yep. Rolled a okay. two plus four. So your javelin sinks, and it just, you see it, the javelin hit the silhouette, and it falls, and it doesn't even pierce it. It hits it and then uh, falls to the ground underneath oh. it, uh, slowly sinking down. And then in this sudden burst of wall out of the, uh, in the sudden burst of water out of the wall, this giant. Uh, long centipede looking like creature with that's all blue and these giant bulbous eyes at its head and it has about 30 legs all that it uses to swim it has this fire that bursts out of its back what? as oh it explodes and you hear the sizzling of water as it steams into the air and I need everyone to roll initiative for me as oh. it lands right in front of you guys on the pathway to the shack oh of course oh, yeah. maybe it's its pet <laughs> maybe we should have been nice to it <laughs> that's on me. Oh. Ooh, that's really good. Holy shit. That's a 21. Okay. Nine. Sorry. 13 okay. for Velvet. Okay. 20 for Geary. Okay. And I got a nine. Uh, who has the higher dex uh, score between you two again? This has happened before. I just can't remember. I know. <laughs> I have uh, the dex modifier is one for me. Two for me. Okay, so you're gonna go first uh, before Sai Bree. Just give me one moment while I write something down here. Oh, I keep going like crap. Okay, so psh, this thing bursts out of the water, psh, lands on eight of its 40 legs, lets out this, this screech in your face, and you feel the heat of its body radiate off of it from this fire that, that explodes out of its back. And Lena, what do you wanna do? Yeah, Lena's gonna do what she does best. She, uh, her eyes go black. She immediately uh, clocks one of the legs for later. Uh, her eyes go black and she rages. <laughs> and um, she makes her two attacks. I got a 23 and an 18 to hit. Okay, both are gonna hit. 
Cool. So, um, yeah, she uh, it's 25 damage, and the Spectral Warriors come out, and they do their thing. So if this thing tries to attack anybody else before my next turn, it has disadvantage, and they all have resistance against Okay, uh, right on. Yeah. And as a result of you hitting it with your melee weapon, you're going to be taking 19 fire damage from it, <laughs> right. as its body oh is God. so hot that it, it burns your hands and your oh. body as you get close Lina, to like, it. Lena, like, turns around and looks at the group and goes, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch Good it. Good to know. Good to know. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, nope, that's all. That's everything. So Lena sends that message out to you guys. Gyrid, you're up next. You're standing about 15 feet away. You were closer to the back of the group walking. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to back up for about uh, 30 feet. Uh, I'm going to concentrate to mark the creature, uh, dealing uh, 1d4 extra damage per turn. I am going to use Sharpshooter Jesus. as well to try to hit it. And um, does 15 hit? 15 will not hit. As you concentrate, pull that bow back, you let it fly, and it just sinks out of the wave. It's very fast. Okay. And um, does 20... Oh, that's a crit. Hey. Okay. Mm -hmm. Roll okay. double the dice for me. Okay. 26 plus a d4. <laughs> ah, 29. 29, right on. Okay, and can you roll percentage dice for me too for that crit? Awesome. Huh. I rolled 83. Okay, so oh, just almost. too low, so, so low. close, too off. Mm -hmm. uh, can you remind me of the damage you did again? Oh, God, 26? I just said 29. It's 20, 29, okay. 29, yes. 26 was before the D4 because of marking. Perfect, okay. So you let fly this intense arrow that sinks right into its chest, and this one, unlike your javelin leader, sinks into it, and it reels back with a screech, really taking the damage from that. After Geary and Velvet, what do you want to do? You're about 10 feet away from this thing. Oh my god, so Velvet hasn't stopped screaming ah! <laughs> throughout this whole little exchange. Um, and <laughs> um, how much farther, Avery, do I have to get to the opposite side? Uh, basically out of this ice kind of water that we were going through? Uh, about another 45 feet. He is oh. taking the uh, width of the uh, pathway as he is a huge monstrosity. So um, mm. if you want to get around him just by running, you would uh, fall into um, an opportunity attack area. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use Dimension Door. So I'm going <laughs> to use my free one and I'm going to go 55 feet forward. Uh, well, okay. I guess I guess behind me because it's I'm facing. I would assume I'm facing where we came from, right? Because so, I kind of have to uh, turn. You wanted to go toward the shack or away from the shack? Uh, towards the shack. Okay, so instantly you're like, nope, right out of there. You strike a cord on your rear and boom, velvet disappears. You appear right in front of the shack, face to face with a giant white wolf. And it immediately begins growling at you. But then right when it growls at you, the door begins to open. And that's where we're gonna leave you at your turn. So after velvet, we have Bree. Nice. Okay. So I'm gonna try to uh, cast a firebolt at the creature. All right, let's do it. Okay. So that is a 24 to hit. That'll definitely hit. Okay. Now, I'm not going to have you roll damage because you already made the hit. You cast this firebolt at it, and it actually absorbs the firebolt, and mm. you understand now that this creature is immune to fire. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, as a bonus action, can I bring up my spiritual weapon? Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> what kind of weapon are you looking at? Um, her old faithful, her Amul Green Greatsword. Nice, right on. <laughs> Fucking lightsaber. <laughs> That's really cool. Any movement? Um, no, she's going to stay there. 
All right. And Sai, you oh. just see this fireball get absorbed by this creature. What do you want to do? Um, okay, so uh, just making sure that control water is a concentration spell, right? And we're still in the middle of the water, so like if I stop concentrating, we're gonna drown. <laughs> Whoosh, right? yes, all the water okay. will collapse so on you guys. Do that. Except no. Velvet. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna try. Okay, so I see that the fire doesn't work. I'm gonna try throwing a chromatic orb, first level of chromatic orb, and I'm gonna choose cold for this one. Cold? Okay. Yes, oh, I have to actually do something, don't I? <laughs> Yes, roll, roll that. Okay. Uh, that's a 19. Does that hit? 19 will hit. Yes! And again, I'm not going to have you roll damage. You fling a cold chromatic orb to it, and psh, the icicles of your chromatic orb shatter off of its body, and it didn't seem to do any damage to it either, and oh. you realize that it is immune to cold damage as well. Oh, damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's oh, an immortal centipede. <laughs> Shit, the worst kind. Aren't they always? Like, they just yeah, crawl around yeah. your basement. And, yeah. yeah, that's true. So you guys that are still in the fray down here, you guys are encircled in Bree's... Um, what was the spell again? Um, Magic circle? You guys are enshrouded in this uh, brightly colored magical circle that's about uh, 15 feet around you guys. It instantly starts walking up past you, Lena. Um, mm -hmm. So you can take an attack of opportunity on it. Uh, does a 24 hit? Definitely. Yeah. Roll damage. Oh, good. I, why do I keep rolling twos on my d12? <laughs> so that's only 11 damage. Okay. 11 and as you take a swing at it and make contact mm -hmm. fire bursts out of its back in your face and yeah. singes your eyebrows for 13 oh. fire damage oh, no. you had such lovely eyebrows darling <laughs> it comes up to the circumference of your magic circle and without skipping a beat continues to walk straight oh, through it no. and it comes up to you Bree, and it's gonna make a bite attack against you okay. now does 16 hit uh, disadvantage on attacks Okay, let me roll disadvantage. Oh, okay, so does a 16 hit? Uh, that's exactly my armor class, so yeah. Okay, it so the, it's just, you try to move out of the way, but it just clings onto your leg. And you're gonna be taking 33 piercing damage, oh plus God. another 11 fire damage. Oh. And now you are grappled in its uh, mandibles as it picks you up off the ground it does and holds have you upside down. It does have resistance. I don't know if that's just elemental or like piercing and stuff too, but the ancestral protectors uh, give uh, uh, resistance. Can you read it to me? I'll just take sure, it sure. Uh, as written. Yeah, so um, here, let me skip that part. Uh, first creature, blah, blah, blah. Until the start of your next turn, the target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you. When the target hits a creature other than you with an attack, the creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. Okay, I'll just take it as written and you'll have resistance to both. So instead of 33 piercing, that's gonna come down to 16 piercing. Okay. And then instead of 11 fire damage, it'll be five fire damage. Oh, awesome, okay. <laughs> But it does have you grappled in its giant mandibles, and you can feel the heat radiating from its mouth as well as it's screeching in your face, and you're held upside down in the air right now, Bree. Oh, <laughs> Lena, you're back up. Bree's up in the air. What would you like to do? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, She's about 12 feet in the air now. 12 feet. Fuck. Okay. Well, I have no magic, so um, <laughs> Lena's going to take out a javelin. <laughs> and, like, kiss it, and she's going to try and aim for its eye. Is there eyes on it, like, near... <laughs> Yeah, there are. Uh, there are two bulbous eyes at the top of its head she's there. She's like, please, please, please hit the eye and nothing else. And she's going to try to hit the eye, hoping that if it, like, it'll, like, 
kind of get shocked by getting hit and then just like drop three. I don't know. She has no magic, so this is what she's gonna try and do. Yeah, roll the hit. Um, me. <laughs> um, reckless. Nope, that's a five and a two. Um, oh, no. That oh, is dear. thirteen. <laughs> Okay, so unfortunately, he's whipping Bree around in the air. Bree, you're being thrown left and right in, uh, gonna, while being held in its mouth. I have one Go more ahead. attack, so she's going to try again. Um, okay. That's a 21 to hit. That will definitely hit. Reckless oh or no? Pardon? Reckless or no? Uh, no, the first one was reckless, so I used it up. Okay. Um, that is, uh, mm, it's not great, it's eight damage. Eight damage with the javelin, okay. So that won't be enough damage to cause it to let go of Bree, but you do, your javelin just slices the side of its bulbous eyeball as it's flinging her around in the air. But she do, but it does not let it go. Lena yells out, someone with magic be helpful right now, please. <laughs> and upon hearing that, Giriad, you're up. So you're standing back, you have a full sense of the scene. What would you like to do? Um. That's it. I, I can't help myself. I, I'm going to sacrifice a spell slot, Avery, and I'm going to ask you, what is this beast? Oh. So I put my hand on the ground as my, um, let's say my, um, what, what would you call it again? What was it? My mark? My mark. Your brand, um, your mark, yeah. Yeah, my brand uh, glows, and I close my eyes. As I this thing it. is a monstrosity. Oh. It's a monstrosity. Well, that's good to know. Okay, um, now let me think for a second. <laughs> uh, well, what were you about to do? You, you were about to cast a spell. What was it? I, 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 I wanted to. I, I was. You could sacrifice a spell slot as an action to determine if the creature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought detect creature was better than what I thought it was. Never mind. Um, I thought you were about to tell me what it was, and I was like, yeah, I can't wait. But no. Oh, I, it's it's called a remoraz. Oh, it's a huge monstrosity. All right. Um. So, just to be clear, fire didn't work and cold didn't work, right? Correct. That's right. So, I oh, I can't do it. Oh, no, wait. Oh, oh it doesn't matter anyway. Um, so, <laughs> um, oh, I, yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, bonus action, lightning arrow. So the next time I make a ranged attack, which is all my attacks, um, <laughs> uh, the, um, I, I, it'll be imbued with lightning. So, nice. Uh, and uh, that's that's all I can do for now. As um, yeah, as I ready my uh, bows with electricity. Okay, beautiful. Right on. Yeah. So Giriad's holding his uh, holding his own there, getting his electric arrows ready, and Velvet. So Velvet, the door opens, and from behind this big white winter wolf, you see a halfling woman step out. Now, this <gasps> halfling woman, she appears to be a middle-aged halfling, and she has this long, faded, blonde hair and a very wrinkled, yet kind-looking face. And you see that she's dressed in blue robes in this winter attire. And she says, What is it be- Oh my goodness, step- And she literally walks right by you, not even acknowledging that you're there, and <laughs> is, begins walking straight toward the fray with this remoraz. And she literally says, Move out of the way. And she pushes you with her hand. She pushes your forehead <laughs> to the side. And oh. <clears throat> she's going to cast Blade Barrier. Ooh, ooh. So 
instantly you see her uh, raise her hands up and you guys see uh, that are around the Remoraz. This wall of these whirling razor sharp blades made of magical energy appears surrounding the Remoraz on all sides. And these blades are cutting it as it comes out from the ground beneath it. And it makes this ringed wall around it that is five feet thick. And it's currently enshrouded in, in this uh, in this razor wall and it, it, it doesn't know what to do. And it's going to take six 10 slashing damage. Oh, Lena's oh, wow. so jealous right now. <laughs> so this thing's being cut up from all sides around it. You see fire and blood spurting and uh, getting flung into the water walls that are on either side of you. And she says, start running this way! She yells to all of you. What about Bree? Damn it. In the mandibles. Oh, Bree, you are currently still in its mandibles. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Oh. Bree's just been screaming this whole time. <laughs> yeah. So you're upside down, you're in its mandibles, and then all of a sudden this blade, this wall of yeah, blades. Yeah, like, how do we get you? <laughs> and, uh, but Velvet, it's your turn. Okay, so Velvet looks at all this and sees, like, I feel like, uh, it, it is, you know, you you made the Moses parallel. I'm just seeing this water collapse, and I look back, and I'm like, ah, I'm sure they got it. And he's going to turn away from the group and run into uh, the cabin, and he's going to peer into this woman's belongings and see what oh he can learn. God. Oh, my God. In the middle of the fight. Yeah. So I will let you know this. literally screaming. Don't worry. It's, yeah. it, it, we've gotten out of it before. They'll be fine. Oh, my God. Okay. So you, you step into the cabin. It's a really disheveled cabin. Uh, it's mostly broken on all its sides. A lot, the, two of the walls are just made of snow, and so it's half igloo, half shack. There's uh, a single bedroll on the ground and small rations of food. And other than that, uh, there's a, there's just nothing else. It, it's just um, there's her like and no her. valuable, or there's like not one thing that it's like, oh, this has some meaning to to her. Nothing like that. You see a necklace that's on the ground next to her bedroll and as you approach it you notice that has the uh holy symbol of mistra on it mm. okay mm. velvet's gonna clock that and pocket the necklace <laughs> <laughs> he, oh my like, god! Does, does, it, does this shack have like a window? Because I'm kind of like looking out the window to make sure they're still thoroughly distracted. I'm like, oh, the water, they'll, they'll fine. You hear Breeze screams through the window. You peer over the window. The wall, the blade walls are still up. The Remoraz is still flinging its head wildly, and you can catch glimpses of Bree getting swung above the razor wall and back down from it uh, being held by its mandible. Still, Bree, I, I believe in you. <laughs> You got this, and then I'm gonna pocket the, the, the necklace and run out as if I didn't go in. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, with that, that's the perfect transition. As you see Bree, the camera boom, zooms in on Bree. You're in the air. What would you like to do? Um, I want to try to cast a second level guiding bolt at it and see if, like, if it hits it, the force of that. I want to see if I can, like, try to break away from it and maybe use the momentum to jump onto the ice wall and get down onto the ice wall yeah so there, there's no ice wall it's actually just water walls on either oh, sorry, side sorry the water wall that i meant yes oh, so i want to see if i can like somehow okay. hop onto that and then hop down okay i'll have you roll yeah um roll to hit it first okay that is a um 21 okay that'll definitely hit it roll the damage now okay 
18 into 26 damage, uh, radiant damage. Damn, okay. So I'm going to have him make a strength contest against uh, the amount of damage you just did, which was 26, you said? Yes. Okay, and if it gets lower than the damage you just dealt, it's going to release you from its mandibles and you'll go flying into the air. All right, let's see here. Okay, it failed. It had a, a slight chance. Its strength modifier is seven. It's a pretty strong thing. But as you blast it with this guiding bolt, you send it reeling back further into the blade wall as the blade wall cuts it up even more. And the combined damage of both, it releases you as it flings its head back and you go flying into the air. You fly about 15 feet in slow motion. Everybody could see she's spinning in the air and sploosh into the water, into the lake on the right side of the pathway. Any movement? Um... Okay, right, I'm gonna try to like. Can I get out of the water now? Yeah, you can start swimming if you want. Okay, absolutely. yeah, I'm gonna go start swimming, um, and then as my bonus action, as I'm swimming, because I think it's still out there. Can I try to hit it again with my spiritual weapon? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Roll the hit. Screw that thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's not gonna hit. <laughs> that's uh, twelve. Okay, your spiritual weapon tries to make it through this blade wall, and before it even gets a chance to hit, it gets hit by all these blades and repelled back. Sai, you're up. You see Bree just got flung by the mandibles, is landed in the water, is starting to swim toward the shack. Uh, there's you and Lena still around this thing, and Geared is still all the way back on the pathway. What would you like to do? Okay. Um, I'm going to, like, everything's a concentration spell, geez. <laughs> like, all these creative things I want to do requires getting rid of this, this, uh, this split water. Okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try my charm monster. So I'm going to try to charm it. Oh, if anyone can, it's <laughs> Okay, let's do it. All right, so it has to take, make a wisdom saving throw. And, uh, it does so, okay, and it does so with advantage of we're fighting it, which I assume it is. Okay. So, wisdom saving throw. What does it have to be? No, oh, it has to beat, uh, I think it's 17. Hold on. Yeah, 17. Uh, it definitely failed. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Sai walks up to it and goes, Excuse me. <laughs> what are you doing? And the shame that it feels from this uh, <laughs> this question that you just sling at it, it uh, although it doesn't speak common or anything, you see it calm down and it's just standing in the middle of this blade wall on on kind of its tippy toe legs because it's trying not to touch any of these whirling blades, yeah. and it just stares down at you with its bulbous eyes and lets out this tiny. <laughs> I think you should go back in that water and think about what you've done. <laughs> so although it doesn't understand the question that you're asking, it does seem subdued by you, Sai. Okay, okay. Um, so can I, like, gesture to it? Just kind of, like, point to it and then point to the water to kind of indicate have... I want you to move back into the water? Its intelligence is four. Um, <laughs> so all it knows is hunt, eat, survive. Um, unfortunately, it won't get your message. Okay. It's like Inception. You got to boil the message down to like its simplest form. Yes. Um, I thought that was pretty simple, but okay. Um, it doesn't really have a brain. No. <laughs> at all. At all. No. It's so, got like a okay. nervous system. So that's if it, it is still charmed by us, what I'm going to do, um, can I walk up to it and kind of like physically move it, like push it to the side? 
So the whirling blade, now that um, the uh, person who cast the whirling blades um, sees that it's not moving anymore and it seems to have uh, subdued and the situation is calming down, the blades slowly slice and dice their way back into the ground and disappear. So you begin to push this huge monster, and it doesn't really budge from your strength because it's so big. And can, we, can we just walk around it? Lena, Lena's literally watching Sai try to shove this monster going, what is he doing? Um, it is charmed by you. It will be friendly to you. Yes. Yes. So if you want to walk around it, the, an- the answer is yes. We're just going to walk around it. It's like, okay, I got a charm, guys. Come hurting on, come it? On. Go, go, go. Run, 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 run. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just picture Sai hurting it like a shepherd with like... <laughs> I'm just kind of pushing and then it's, it's not being hurt. Come on, come on. Is Bree out of the water now? Yes, you are out of the warm water and you just made it to shore. Oh, Bree, thank the gods. I was so worried. Velvet runs up to her and like throws his cape over her. Now he's helpful. <laughs> she just looks at Velvet and telepathically says to him, you were so worried that you were in the cabin? Babe, I did all I could. I'm sorry. <laughs> she just shakes her head. The rest of you join the group. Yeah, I'm gonna say Lena definitely dashed. Now that Bree's okay, she's not sure what Sai's doing, but she's, she keeps looking back to make sure he's okay. Yeah, okay. Are we all like on the side? Like, I imagine that everybody's kind of run to the, the shack and I join them. Garrett, you're there as well? Yeah, yeah, I'm, de- I'm most certainly okay. there. Okay, so the Remraz is currently standing in the middle of your water pathway, just staring at you with a blank stare. And I kind of wave back, and then I kind of, uh, I, 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 uh, get rid of my control. Well, no, actually, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it uh, sort of parted so that we can get back, just in case. Okay. You swear for a moment that the Remraz almost waves, but you're not sure if it was a twitch of its leg or if it actually was trying to wave to you. Um, but now that you're all on the other side, Bree, uh, after you have your moment with Velvet speaking to him, you look to this person who cast these whirring blades, and you immediately recognize her to be your mentor, Verna. Ah, Bree's jaw just drops, and she looks at her and she says, Verna? Bree... You're really here? And she she runs over to her, and she just hugs her and just starts sobbing. And she is equally as emotional as you are as she's holding you in this tight embrace, and she says, Oh, I was hoping you were okay. I'm so glad you're here, finally. She's, you, you, you just left. You, you didn't leave a note. I didn't know where you went. I, I've been looking everywhere for you. Why? I know, my child. I know I'm so sorry that I had to leave so suddenly, but uh, here, all of you, come out of the cold. And, Do you have and, washroom and, facilities? <laughs> There is there is a small pit I, in the I, ground. I move her. Like, I just kind of walk around. <laughs> so, so, Garrett, you enter the shack, and you notice that uh, where she's been going to the bathroom is just this small hole in the ground that she dug out herself right in the middle of the room. This is perfect. Okay. <laughs> is, um, is Verda hot? Um, she's a middle-aged halfling with long, faded, blonde hair and a very wrinkled yet kind face. If that hey, does anything for me. you, I leave it up to you. Velvet leans over to Sai and goes, Milfs, am I right? Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. So she she brings you all inside, and you see Gyrion has dropped his pants. And are you number one or number two, man? Uh, definitely number two. Gyrion okay. has had to go for quite a while, but he's a little like shy with that. <laughs> all right, so Gyrion's in the middle of taking a poop in the middle of the room. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, yes, I'll, I'll just uh, be looking over here. Uh, yeah, but you can't take the smell away. That 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 stays. 
Psycast prestidigitation to create a very like uh, you know pretty smelling. Uh, scent so that we don't oh. have to smell whatever's going on over there with Gibby. Yeah, what would you like it to smell like? <laughs> uh, like flowers. Flowers. Like so, uh, it smells like poopery as yes. you guys, uh, as Gary, you finish uh, your business in the center of the room, kick mm. some snow over it, uh, and <laughs> say it's a done job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you live like this? He looks at Verna a little bit less turned on. Um, <laughs> I feel like he maybe missed the in the middle of the room latrine when he was in there last time. Um. No, I I don't live like this. I don't live here. I I lived with my child Bree for so long, and Bree, I'm so sorry that I had to leave so suddenly. But Mister Calden, there is absolutely no time to waste. Wait, this is your mom? Yes, Bree. Your mom she's, lives. She's um my my mentor, a, a surrogate mother, I guess you could say. Mom 2.0, she says with a smile. <laughs> Brie oh, kind of laughs. So glad to meet you. And Sai goes over and shakes her hand. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Velvet kisses up her hand, like, uh, probably, like, a few more times than is customary. All the way up to his shoulder. I don't mind him. Lena goes over and just kind of, like, taps Verna on the shoulder and says, uh, you got a good kid here at... Sorry about my face. My eyebrows aren't usually like this. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. They're all... Ooh. It's like the Nike symbol on your face. They're half burnt. (laughs) Yeah. This is the first time Bree noticed it, and she looks at Lena. She's like, oh, I I didn't notice that before. I'm sorry. Do you you want some help? Oh, actually, Velvet pulls out his makeup kit and says, hold still. No. 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 She I just want to draw him in. Come on. Come on. She no, shoves please. him away and says, Brie, yes. I, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt your time with Verna, but if you don't mind, do, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Um, yeah, so she's going to use um, Cure Wounds on it. On the on eyebrows. On the eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> um, since it's not technically an injury, it's aesthetic, uh, the Cure oh, Wounds true. does not work. Okay, what about but healing it heals word? Me. It heals me, right? It heals me some. I can use it. It does. Just, okay, what about yeah. healing word? <laughs> oh, yeah, you are injured. You're I the only one who got hit. Yes. <laughs> concerned about the eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> not the giant gashes and burns she has all over her body. Velvet still has his makeup out. You sure? Yeah. Mm. They look luscious. I could do them in any color. Yellow, oh, blue, let him, let indigo. Him Come on. Okay. Uh, Make him useful. Sai, watch what he's doing when I, please, just just make sure no. it looks good. I don't trust oh, him. Absolutely. No, I, okay. I'm sure it look, look fantastic. <laughs> Velvet angles her eyebrows so she looks really angry. <laughs> Velvet. Mwah. Chef's mm. kiss. Beautiful. Sorry, that's with semi-permanent uh, makeup, so Lena, it's going to have to come off and sweat. Lena literally has, I think I have a mirror. I have a steel mirror in my monster hunting pack that she has, so she takes oh, it nice. out and looks at it and goes, <laughs> and then just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, with the intent to hurt him for sure. She's, you know what? She slaps him with the mirror. She looks at it and then breaks the mirror over his head. <laughs> All right, you lost your mirror. That's fine. It's worth it. She picks, oh. up, a, she picks up a piece of it. It was worth it. Every goose egg it was worth it. Sai goes over and casts prestidigitation over her eyebrows to fix the eyebrows. Oh. Can so prestidigitation the- do that? Yeah, Whoa. it says uh, make a small mark um, on an object or surface. Uh, well, could it be object or surface like skin? 
Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, it'll, yes, it'll give me tattoo eyebrows. How long though. does it last for? <laughs> it only Up lasts to an for an hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> but but just long enough so that she can see herself in the mirror that she's okay, and then we won't tell her that her eyebrows go back to the other. She picks up a little shard of the mirror that she's cracked over Bella's head. Thank you. Verna's looking around and chuckling. She says, I've heard a decent amount about your friends. I didn't realize how funny they were. <laughs> oh, you've heard about us. Bathroom. What have you heard? She says, yes, from my friend. And she reaches into her robe and pulls out a small blue bird that, Brie, you recognize instantly as the blue bird that you've been seeing throughout your travels. I, I knew that was you. He's been helping me keep an eye on you, haven't you, Pepper? Yes, you have. Making sure you're safe. I've been thinking about you every day, Bree. What kind of prey does Pepper hunt? <laughs> Breadcrumbs and very small sardines. <laughs> very interesting. Um, Verna, why why are you out here? Why did you leave Bree? You, you said Mistra sent you on a mission? What is it? Yes, Mistra showed me a vision one night in a dream. She showed me a vision of this demonic woman named Lord Thana and her collecting these shards, the kyber shards. Do you know of them? Yes. Oh yeah, we do. Do you have one? <laughs> I don't, unfortunately, but by the sounds of the question, you do? We got ourselves a little hat trick, I'd say, right? <laughs> yeah? Are you with yes. me? Yes, that's mm -hmm. right. Well, we're on the same mission. Um, so, so what... She said uh, that you were supposed to stop this, uh, Lord Dana, correct? The visions were not exactly clear, but it is good news that you have three shards. That means you're keeping a pace with the Lords of Dust. Hmm. They too have three of the shards already. What? Oh, no. no. Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, fuck. My vision, she showed me that they took shards from Minver, from the Dragonborn clan there, mm -hmm. from the Orcs of Caliphast, and from the lizard folk of the Great Tree already. Oh, they would have been awful to visit. They did us a favor. Woo. Actually, three. that works because now we know that there's going to be three in one place. Maybe we should let them collect more and meet them somewhere, like in the very last one, and have them get them all for us. Yeah? Velvet thinks that's a great idea. I don't know if we want to risk them getting more shards. Yes. Uh, well, if we know they're where they're going to be headed next, we can cut them off and then steal their shards from them. Yeah, mm -hmm. all I'm saying is work smart, not hard, you know? The other two shards that are still in the world would be in Ildichester and Vokendale at this point. Which one would be closest to where they've been? I don't know. Is that something we can do? It's hard to tell. The Lords of Dust stars spread throughout the land in various groups. Mistress showed me that cave in the distance as she points out through the window and atop the blue ice shelf, that cave entrance there, and said just that it was important for me to be here and to wait. And I think I know why I had to wait, and she caresses your cheek, Bree, to be with you guys and to help you. Well, we always welcome help. What is it you seek from the cave? Uh, the, the scroll, the, the scroll, of, or the ritual, the ritual of destruction. Of destruction. Ritual of destruction. You owe me a, a malt beer. I almost said Pepsi. That wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, where did that come from? I missed the first part of what you said. Oh, oh, maybe cut out. I said jinx. You can edit it back in because we oh, all said it at the same time. I didn't so I said, hear that. Jinx. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that was that was weird. And Red you owe me a jinx. Oh, you funny. owe me a mead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you owe me. Oh, um, that's good. She says, 
Of course, the Ritual of Destruction. Why didn't I think of that before? It's necessary to destroy the Kyber Shards, which, Bree, if you're here, that, that is your mission. It, it is? You must be very important to Mistra. This is good news, and she holds your shoulder. Uh, Lena comes up and just whispers, Bree has been so valuable on this mission. She's very brave and very powerful. We're all very impressed with her. Indeed I, we are. I, I don't know about that, but hey. thank you. Yes, you are. She's a good she's a good one. I, I mean this this ritual destruction, I I don't know if I'm powerful enough to do that. I mean you you taught me well, Verna, but to do something that powerful? I'm sure if you are the one to perform the ritual that you will be ready when the time comes. Uh-huh. Mistra believes in you. How will we know who's supposed to perform it? Are, are you certain it's free? We, we don't want her to get hurt. That knowledge I do not have. Hmm. Time will only tell. Could I just address the hippogriff in the room? Oops, stepped out a little bit of pee there. Oh, hold on. Okay. Um, just, I As want to address the I just want to address the hippogriff in the room on this. Um, what does a god have to do? Why does your god care? Because she believes that mortals can do good. She believes they are capable of love, they are capable of kindness and that they should not succumb to such an evil fate as the world being overrun by demonic overlords. I agree. Why does it should just come down and boop up and we'll just call it a day? How about that? Think of it as as complicated as these demon overlords are to bring into the mortal world. The gods and goddesses are even further beyond that. The way they meddle is complicated and it is not fully understood even by the churches of this land. But we know they're there and we know that some of them watch over us. Some of them even less care to help. Oh, that's a good line. I'm going to steal that. Mm, Okay. Yep. Some good lyrics there, huh? Care to help. Nice. I've been here for about two days and I wanted to go up to the cave because the Lords of Dust are already there. I've been following them north for quite what? some time oh, now. No. Oh, fuck. They're there? Oh. Well, that piece of information would have been helpful. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you guys have a lot of questions, and then there was the, uh, the, the pooping at the beginning <laughs> that threw me off a little bit, and uh, as well as the eyebrows, which was actually a nice change of pace. It's nice to have a bit of joy in, in this land. You are very welcome. Thank you. Giriad. Mm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I realized I said Geary with an emphasis that <laughs> led you to believe there's something Geary more to be said. looks so blank. He doesn't even know like what to do like, with that. No, no. Your mother is a halfling. Your father's a dwarf. It's a very complicated thing. It's very strange. <laughs> so we know that the lords of the dusty dust are here. Uh, are we talking mm-hmm. like two? Are we talking yes. like? 50? Are we talking like a horde? You know? Mm -hmm. What's our number here? Where are we in the ballpark? Certainly not an army. Uh, To have too big of a group and travel through these desolate lands would require too many resources, I would assume. But they... A small group has been led by Lord Thana herself. I believe is in that cave right now. Oh, the one with that sexy leather spike ensemble she had. I don't know Mm. if I would call that sexy. Does Rack Rack respond at all to that? Avery, that, that news? 
Uh, no, he's just chilling on the sidelines. Oh, uh, you haven't gotten any inclination from him at all. Uh, okay, so, wait, I, I don't understand. If How long ago did they go in? Is this a long cave? Mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't they have come out by now? It's hard to say. I haven't been up there myself yet. So you know nothing about this cave? Only that than... it holds the ritual of destruction now, and mm-hmm. if Lord Thane is up there, then she most likely wants it too. Okay, well, we mm-hmm. need to, well, I need to heal up. Bree, I'm sure you do too a little bit, and then we should probably get going if the Lords of Dust are already there and Thane, I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. her teleport, right? If she has it, mm-hmm. she could be gone. She could yeah, be gone. we can't waste too much time. I no. wonder if she has any of the shards with her. I mean, probably not on her. I don't know, unless she wants to keep them safe and, and close to her. She's pretty powerful. We saw how powerful she was back at the um, Eclipse Festival. Mm-hmm. Even if she's on her own, I don't know if we would be able to defeat her enough to get the shards. Mm. Um, well, uh, actually, Lena, that kind of like steps back from the group and just kind of spins around and just um, quietly asks... Rack, uh, do you know any of her weaknesses? To see if he says anything to that, because... He remains silent, so you assume that she has none. And weaknesses, in ter- I'm thinking in terms of, like, um, damage, like, Yeah, like, vulner- is she vulnerable to anything, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is f- f- fucking fierce. Um, he remains silent. Um, Avery, oh, can crack. I roll a perception to see? Because Velvet's had his eye on Lena, I feel like, this entire trip. He's kind mm. of shifted oh, his eyes to her just to keep an eye on her and see if she acts different. Can I roll to see if I clocked her moving away? Because I would kind of be in a headspace looking for irregularities with her? No, you know, it's a pretty small shack, so if you're already looking for that, yeah, it's obvious. She just went to the corner of the room and you heard her mutter something under her breath and, and wait back. a moment. Yeah. yeah, so it was a little it was a little suspicious. It was sure, a little sus. <laughs> yeah, like Velvet's got like the like squinty eye look right now. <laughs> if uh if we have to go in um, I propose that we wait for the cover of darkness. We take the time to gather everything we can, and then let's go get ourselves a crystals, or a bad person in leather, or something in there, destroying <laughs> things. You, you know, do what we do. Save the fucking day, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's your team yeah. spirit. Woo! Okay, let's all do belly bumps, and Velvet like, lifts oh, up his shirt Lena for a belly bump. Away. Belly bump. <laughs> Nope, the nobody. does the belly bump. Yeah, there belly. you go. Oh, Sai, you got a very soft belly. Mm. Oh, oh, yes. But belly, you, your belly is like with his face, so he's kind of rubbing his face. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Sai picks, picks you up and like belly bumps you. Oh, this was nice. Lita bends down to Verna and, and Brian says, sorry about this. We should be on better behavior for Bree's mom. Um, oh. Avery, can I add what, one more thing? Because I, I did the belly bump thing for a reason. Oh. Okay. So as we were doing the belly what? bump thing, and I'm like laughing, ha, I'm laughing really loud on purpose, and I kind of lean into Sai and I say, "So Lena's been acting real weird. I heard her talking to herself, and we need to meet before we go into that because we're walking into, I don't know, but Lena's fu- ha, something with Lena. I don't know. Oh, your belly's uh, so soft. Oh, you, you know oh, what I mean. Yeah, and then when I pick him up and do the, like the belly bump, I go, "What do you mean?" We'll talk later. Just keep your eye on Lena. Okay, right, best friends. First of all, that was a very long conversation. (laughs) So, Lena, I'm not even gonna have you roll for anything. You notice that Sai and Velvet are acting real weird right now. They're like, ha ha, and then they just kind (laughs) of. 
boobs while their bellies are still touching and then pull back. <laughs> why, why are you guys doing that? That was why. Uh, well, I'm getting sleepy. Maybe why I'll put in some Why are you talking to each other and rubbing yourselves on each other? Are you guys Good night. Together? I know what it's you guys are thing. up to. As I walk up to Velvet, you two are making love. <gasps> Ew. Right in front of Bree's mom. Uh, well, she could oh. join if she wants. Oh my god. This is not the time and place, little one. <laughs> you guys have a very strange definition of making love as she's looking around at all of you. Bree, uh, she's, she's like, I'm very uncomfortable with all of this right now. Yes, Can me too. Please you learn from the satyrs that love gets vastly more complicated. The dwarves in Idlechester like to involve their prey in their lovemaking. <laughs> Bree's just like, can we please stop talking about this? Let's just rest up and, and plan to get to the cave. Yes, yes little one, you, yes. you are right. We, we need to, to form a plan and rest. And, and, and Do you have any food or drink in here? Um, I do have I do have a bit to last me a couple more days. If, if we all want to eat it, we can have a meal for tonight. Um, she does say, I am concerned, though, about the timeline here. Mm. They've already been there for a couple days. I'm not sure if they're still there, but I would I would trust that Mistra would not lead me astray. So mm. they must still be there. Mm. But if they're looking for the ritual of destruction, they've been doing so for two days already. Mm. All right. Well, so are you, are you saying that we should go up there sooner rather than later then? Perhaps. I, I wouldn't spend the night uh, on it, but I, I, I think it would be smarter to move maybe after a shorter rest. <laughs> say, yeah, short I, rest? Okay, got I it. Would, I, would like, I would like a short rest, please. I need to. I, I'm still not great. <laughs> well, yes, yes, yes. But your eyebrows look fantastic. <laughs> for, for a quarter of your short rest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Verna does say, to get there, I have befriended a couple of these white wolves here, and I have a sled, and they'll be able to pull us to get toward the ice shelf much faster. Oh, Sweet. Your mom is so cool. Excellent. Thank you, Verna. I'm so glad you're coming with us and helping us. I'm glad that our paths have come together once again. I've truly missed you, Bree. It, it's been a lot without you. Hey, hey, should we give you guys some space? I mean, I don't know if that creature out there is uh, still good, but we can we can wait outside if you two want to have a chat. I don't know. Yeah. I just I feel like yes, I'm interrupting. I, yep, that's a great idea. I actually have to go for a little stroll. Sai, you want to do the perimeter with me? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go find a better outhouse because it's weird in here. Uh, yeah, well... Mm. I, I gotta poop, it's prairie dogging, so let's go. Alina, <laughs> 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 uh, again, as she leaves, just turns when, when Velvet says that and just shakes her head and looks back at Bree and Vernon and says, I'm, I'm so sorry about everything, and then she just leaves. <laughs> Vernon just doesn't say anything. She just allows you to leave the awkward situation. <laughs> D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor.
<laughs> so where we left off is Sai and Velvet are going to be going outside. Lena, you're going outside as well? Uh, yeah, she's just going to wait outside the door and like just sit on the ground. And just okay. probably yeah, kill. Yeah, Sai and I are, are moving. We're going mm -hmm. to walk away. We're doing perimeter. And yeah. uh, yeah. Bree and Gary, what would you like to do on your short rest? Oh, um, I was going to hunt. Um, because it is a desolate wasteland, oh, uh, game not. would be few and far between. You might be able to find some snow bunnies. Um, it'll, it just might be difficult. Aww. So oh, uh, bunnies. So let's do that first. I'll, I'll have you roll uh, nature for me. Or survival. Survival. Survival, Sorry. yes. <laughs> Uh, you find a single snow bunny uh, that's kind of uh, prancing along. You notice the pink of its nose. Good. And I shoot it. <laughs> so it stops and right as you pull back your bow it stops and it just looks at you and from the oh, distance you have like hawk no. eyes you see its black little beady eyes terrified as it looks at you and its little arms reel back and it it clenches as it is about to receive the arrow do you let it fly Oh my God. The arrow right into its tiny little chest, and it's impaled by your arrow and just lays in the ground. You approach it, and there's a little pool of red blood, and you have a snow bunny. Awesome. Get I, I, get, I get Mimic to carry it. It, it, it. Yeah, Mimic absolutely can. Mimic picks it up in its claws mm -hmm. and uh, is flying with you. Okay. So Velvet and Sai, you walk out, and I'll say, Sai, um, your control water lasts 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so as soon as you go to walk out, you... <laughs> clock internally that you have about 10 seconds until your spell <laughs> runs out and the Remoraz is just still looking at you just completely subdued standing on its hind legs I, I look at it and I, I kind of wave again and I say be free friend go swim swim amongst the whatever else is in here whoosh and all the water collapses around it and it gets completely submerged by the lake and the lake is back to its uh almost normal state except now there's basically no ice the disturbance of the water caused all the ice to crack Damn. and um and fly off so right now you guys are actually on a small uh little island of land mm -hmm. in the middle of this uh lake huh. well maybe we should go be go look to see if there's a boat around here here co come walk with me velvet come. yes yes um so listen uh mm -hmm. i talk to Bree about this, but um, we're gonna have to keep a lookout for for Lena because uh, okay, don't be mad, but I kind Aww. of stole something from her journal Aww, because she, hey, we need to know everything about everything. My life is public record, so that's not fair. I need oh, to know well, about all your secrets and proper. all your skeletons oh. because I ain't dying because of you and here and but besides, you know what? Here, you, you take a look and you you tell me what you think. And he shows her the drawing that has um, the Avery you described. It's kind of like Lena and you can see the demon. Yeah, it's like it's literally Lena. Um, it's like a ten-year-old drawing of like a girl that looks like Lena with long, curly, golden hair, and she looks sad. And then in the background, there's a, a dark presence, and it just says Theo in like ten-year-old writing. Now, I know that you're gonna say this is probably just doodling, but I've been watching Lena for a while. She talks to herself. She sneaks off sometimes. Remember when she was so insistent that she needed to know where the Kyber shards were? were. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is 
I don't think that we're alone with Lena. You get what I'm saying? You, you, you think that there's some sort of presence? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yes, I think okay. I. Yep, yep. So. Well, but I, you know, this is this is the work of a of a small child, and and. Okay. I no, mean, no, 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 children no, no. have fine. have invisible friends all the time. I, I this is Lena. Come on. No, She's you know what, Sai? You're you're right. I'm I'm just a silly, paranoid, goofy gnome. It's fine. You know what? You're okay. No, Here. no, no, no. I don't. I'm I gonna don't keep you this. Make, make you no. feel like you're, like like your concerns are not being heard. But no, I, no, know, no. I I you know I I understand. Look, how about this? We will watch Lena. We'll we'll be very careful because if if Lena is indeed in trouble, we need to make sure to help her. But. I think there's nothing to worry about. Nothing, nothing she's done really. Well, maybe a little bit makes me worried, but I, no, I, I trust Lena. I trust Lena with my life. All right. You know what, Sai? You that is a good point. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go and lay down. You, you, you enjoy the rest of your break. And he turns around and he walks away and he thinks to himself, "All right, it's just me and Bree then." I'm <laughs> not even gonna try, Gary. <laughs> oh shit! I haven't told Gary yet. Oh man. Okay, okay I'm, yeah. I'm gonna think. Okay, no, you know what? I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna walk away and go. All right, two down, one to go. <laughs> That's better. That's way better. So, Sai, you you don't believe there's anything actually going on, eh? Um. You're giving her the benefit I'm, of the I'm, doubt. I'm skeptical of of this, skeptical. but you know okay. he's gonna he's sensible enough. That he's gonna watch just to make sure. But um, yeah. do his yeah. own investigation. He he's smarter than Velvet. He can figure this out before him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he's he's kind of sees her as a daughter figure, and he doesn't want to think poorly of Lena. Mm, okay. Right? Okay. So, Gary, I know you're about to ask, how do I get back to the island? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, cause I can cast Water Walk. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> and I can cast it onto ten people, willingly. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. The lake is there then. All right. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna see the water and go, hmm. And then I cast water walk on myself. <laughs> That's I awesome. love that he just kept that so Gary for him to just not even offer him and just. Yeah, it does it? Just, just, oh, my oh my god! It lasts an hour too. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, nice. So yeah, Gary and with the baby, you'd literally just start walking across the water like Jesus, holding a slain snow bunny in your hand. Or oh no, mimic has it in his claws. Yeah, Gary has a very bad habit of withholding information because he just doesn't think it's important. Talking is not important. That's that's the, that's just his character, you know. I love it. I love yeah. it. So nice. Velvet, after you have your moment of thinking that to yourself, you see Gary walking across the water with mimic holding a single snow bunny. Oh, well, oh, 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 well, this is such a juxtaposition that I'm seeing. A really cool thing and a really sad thing at the same time. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? For, oh, poor, poor bunny. Uh, Gideon, hello. Velvet, I do Gideon. not want to kiss you. Oh. <laughs> First of all, why not? Like, Be- wh- why? What oh, did I do? I'm sorry. Usually when you greet me, it is with a kiss. Please go oh. on. Oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad we're setting boundaries. But uh, the second thing is, listen, I need to talk to you about something. I, uh... What is it what you is... wish to talk about, I said? <laughs> <laughs> Shh! <laughs> okay, well, we, we have to talk silently, okay? I'm I gonna see. whisper. Okay, and he, his face gets really close to yours. <laughs> <laughs> what are your opinions on Lena? 
Lena is a mighty warrior. <laughs> that much, huh? <laughs> she is <clears throat> also a good friend. She is, yes. Now, um, Girion, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret, okay? I think that Lena shares her body with something that isn't Lena. Okay? Here, here. Maybe this will help. And he shows him the drawing and goes, I stole this from Lena's journal. And, and, and do you see what I mean? I think that something else is inside of Lena. Of course. I know what to do. And then he gives you back oh. the drawing and starts walking. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Gyrion! <laughs> so he stops and turns around. Uh, yes. Gyrion, we should wait. Um, how about we all do this together, eh? This oh. should be a teamwork thing. Right, do it while she's sleeping, of course. <laughs> How about we just monitor her for now? Bree and Sai both know. Sai doesn't believe me, Bree does. So just, just, just keep an eye on her and just know that we should not trust her around the shards. Okay, I, uh, Giriad thinks for a second, calls Mimic, like with a hand gesture, whispers something to Mimic, and then Mimic flies away, and then he... Looks at his hand, kind of confused, and tries to give you a thumbs up, but he kind of screws it up. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I don't see this going wrong in the slightest. And Velvet walks away humming to himself. <laughs> you did good today, Velvet. You did good. <laughs> so in this time that Velvet and Cy were outside, Garrett was gone hunting. Uh, Bree, is there anything you wanted to do on your short rest? Um, I think Bree is probably chatting and catching up with Verna, um, helping her out in the house a little bit, getting um, stuff ready for, for dinner for them, for um, some food and supplies, starting, you know, helping her cook. Right on. So you guys build a fire right on top of the poo pile, hoping to cover that monstrosity that was laid down there and to never look at it again. <laughs> burn, it, burn it with fire. Um, she tells you the story of how she's been traveling uh, all the way from close to Lotrotin, following this group all the way north. Uh, she went past Bidens. She went around the Dark Woods, uh, stopped in Cladbridge for a bit, uh, Cladridge for a bit, and has just been pursuing them for for weeks, really, uh, almost as long as you, a little longer than you've been traveling with uh, the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bree's just um, listening to her story, asking her um, questions about what she's been through, and um, I think she's going to ask her, you're, you're confident with what Mistress told you? I have to trust her, that's faith, Bree. It, it is, you're right, and she's she's done enough to prove our loyalty to her. Bree, and she puts her hand on your shoulder. It is okay to be doubtful. There's a lot that we don't know that the gods and goddesses do. They can, who knows, maybe they, they can see the events that could come, or the possibilities of timelines ahead of us. It's, it's, uh, it's, it can cause a lot of doubt, because we don't see the bigger plan. But everything we've been taught about Mistra is that she's the one true goddess that truly cares for humanity. That's true. And I mean, I, if we can't believe in that, then what can we? Well, if you can't believe in that, then believe in your friends. We all need one. And she kind of pets the bird uh, that's close to her chest. <laughs> that's very true. 
I I'm glad you're coming with us. I, I don't know what I would do if I lost you again after seeing you. <laughs> I'm sorry that I had to leave, but you never lost me. I thought about you every day. I had Pepper watch over you when he could, and he gave me little messages about where you've been traveling to. He said you went to Deadwell, but he didn't dare travel there. Yeah, we did. And... She's he... impressed by this fact. Like, <laughs> Deadwell's a pretty fucked up place. <laughs> like, she, she didn't even go there, so it, she's like, that's it awesome. It was very, um, unnerving. You've grown a lot, Bree, I can tell. A few scars along the way, but you seem more mature, more sure of yourself, more fortified. I honestly never thought I would leave our house. <laughs> a part of me didn't want to. There are a lot of cruel people out there, and a lot of our history in this land is not something to be proud of. I wanted to live a simple life and just follow Mistra and follow her guidelines and just love, but I don't know, perhaps it was selfish of me to want to keep that all to myself and to keep you away from others too. Because from the stories I've been told and from what you've told me as we've been catching up, You've been having a great impact on this world, Bree, and I'm so proud of you for everything you've done. Thank you. She hugs her and just, I, I hope you're right. That's, you know, all I think we both really want to do is to do good in the world, and you're right. I have met some very good friends. <laughs> Whether good things or bad things happen, we must keep the faith, no matter how hard. Can Lena knock on the door? Yeah, at that moment, and uh, she asks you to come in. Hey, I'm really sorry to interrupt you guys, but um, I, I have something for you. She, Lena's been um, doing a sketch of Verna and Brie um, in her book, and she uh, she kind of hands to like she hands she, she rips them out and hands uh, each of them the opposite person's portrait. She's just uh. Something uh, in case you guys split up again. So you, uh, I'm not a great artist, but um, you know, it's 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 there. So you guys, uh, Bree looks at it, and then she looks up at Lena, and she goes over to her, and she gives her just the biggest hug, and she's, oh, <laughs> thank you, Lena. This this means more to me than you could ever know. Thank you. And Verna hops in, and she's just oh, sobbing oh. quietly. She's like, <laughs> oh my, I'm, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to make you guys cry. Um, <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, and she's like patting both of them on the back. <laughs> and in this awkward moment, Velvet and Gary had walk in the door. And, uh, or actually, rather, sigh first. Do you just see, like, Lena standing there awkwardly patting these two sob sobbing halflings? Oh, can I join in? Oh, but no. Oh. Yeah, Verna waves you in, and it's a big okay. group hug. And she's <laughs> okay. Oh, this is so much contact. <laughs> and Velvet and Gary had walked in. So, Gary, when you say you don't like to kiss me, is it is it too much tongue, or is it? Oh, uh, and, oh uh, hello. And um, I, I um I look at I look at Velvet as well. It is not that it is too much tongue. It is just unwarranted. Mm. <laughs> nope. That's so fair. <laughs> oh, is there a hug pile going on? This is fun. Velvet uh, runs over and enjoys it. Avery, is there a table? Uh, there's a, yes, a small table. Great. Uh, I, I take the uh, game I got from Mimic and I go, I have brought meat and I throw it. I just throw the bunny. Oh. With oh, a nice. very uh, light thud, it's oh. a very small snow bunny. <laughs> lands on the table. It's little black eyes looking up at you, Lena. Hey, nice. 
Velvet curls up again in the shithole. Whoosh, the flames get singed <laughs> as you throw up in the so hole where the fire is now made. Oh, shit and vomit. So now it smells like burning vomit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. God. And Psy casts it again with the, you know, extra lilac smell this time. Quick, and now it smells like vomit puree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that helped. Oh, I can't unsmell these things. Oh, my God. Um... I'm gonna open a window. <laughs> Lena just go, tries to get out of the hug pile. And you see these really shabby, uh, mostly broken shutters. There's no actual glass. <laughs> Lena just busts through them. <laughs> and the wood splinters and cracks open. There's just a fist, uh, a hole the size of your fist through one. She's like, no, that works. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, if those who need to do any healing, uh, feel free to yeah, do so me. now with your hit dice yes. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. If you have the ability to get spell slots back on a short rest, please do so. Already done. Are we, uh, are <laughs> nice. we, are we uh, sleeping now in the shack? Uh, it's a short rest, so I mean, it's kind of like a cat nap. It's, it won't be a full ah, rest. Okay, okay. Uh, but if there's nothing else people want to do, we'll just move on to yeah. uh, the end of the short rest. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds, Sounds good. good. All right, so you uh, eat the very little meat that was on the snow bunny, and all of you are left pretty unsatisfied, but at least there's something in your belly to keep the grumbling at bay. And uh, Verna is packing up the rest of her rations that she has uh, onto this uh, snow sled. And uh, she's hooking up three of these winter wolves to the sled. And they're, they're pretty big wolves. They're probably seven feet long um, that she befriended in the wilderness here. And she says, okay, if, if we're all ready to go, uh, hop on. And my three little friends will bring us right to the ice shelf. Oh, uh, are we still on an island? Like, is this going to be a... <laughs> She says, oh, and she looks around. Are, are, are we um, going to be able to cross over here? Uh, you know, water? Oh, uh, um, yes. And then I cast, um, wa water walk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank I, you, Garriott. Very helpful. What? What was helpful? <laughs> the, the, just water the, walk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Here we go. <laughs> he doesn't Avery, understand. Yes. I did roll my D8 to use my rust bag of tricks because Velvet doesn't ride an animal that isn't his. <laughs> and um, actually, it worked really well in typical, like, cold winter fashion. I rolled a giant goat. Oh, <laughs> a giant goat. Specifically, a giant goat. So I feel like it's got to be at least three or four times the size of Velvet. Nice. So this goat is a size of a horse. Yes! Velvet <laughs> <laughs> sits on it proudly. <laughs> That's terrifying. It even comes with a little bell, and it, uh, as it shakes its head right here, do -ding, do -ding, do -ding, do -ding, of this uh, big golden bell around its neck. Oh, isn't that great? I love no. it. Well, actually, I, that might not be such a good idea for yeah, yeah, announcing yeah, a good our point. arrival. That's a good point. Mm. I I untie the bell. Sorry, Rabbi, but we're going to have to take the bell from you. But maybe next time, if you're good. <laughs> maybe our friend in the water would like the bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I throw it in the water. There, have it. And take it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the bell just floats for a moment and it slowly sinks under the water. Very anticlimactic. Uh, well, okay. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. So you guys walk across the water, bringing the wolves, everybody along, and your giant goat, and you all start riding off toward the ice shelf. Now, as you guys are riding, uh, after about 20 minutes, you see that clouds are rolling in from the direction of the 
cave, and a snowstorm appears to be moving onto the tundra. As you guys continue to travel throughout the day, the snowstorm fully envelops the area, and it makes it difficult to even see further than 50 feet uh, beyond in front of you. It, in fact, it makes it impossible. There's harsher winds, snow is scratching against your face as it pelts it, uh, these little shards of ice. And every now and then there's a strike of lightning that becomes this flash of white as all the light of the lightning reflects off of all this snow that's whirling around you in the air. Oh, that's not good. Uh-uh. We can't see! Is, is this normal? She, he says to, to Verna. It's an arctic tundra, I mean... Weather's weather. <laughs> I don't, you've been here longer than we have, so I, I all right, but yeah, it's okay. She explains that there has been a storm in the two days that she's been here. Mm. So uh, it's not like it's magical or like some uh, right. storm giant is going to come down gotcha. from the okay. sky. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going for. All right, good. Okay. So um, you guys ride for a good part of the day and finally come up to this ice shelf. Now, you guys see that this ice shelf stands about 80 feet high above you, and the shelf extends for a very long distance to the left and right. Uh, she brings you guys all to right under where the cave entrance would be. Um, so the, you see that the ice shelf is jagged, and there are some footholdings and other hand placements that do make it climbable, hmm. but with the winter storm that's currently happening, it would make it more difficult as the wind is whipping you aggressively and flashes of lightning light up the sky, and a, a lightning cracks the top of the ice shelf, and a small part actually falls off and lands about 40 feet to your left. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's a bad sign. Uh... Does it look like super thick? The ice? Yeah. Yeah, it oh, does. Fuck. It's it's very thick. I mean, the only thing I can think is if we can get Mimic or someone to fly up a, a rope that we can all hold on to, so hopefully we can manage to climb up. I don't know. I uh, I shrug and I look at Mimic as if if he's okay with that. Um, he 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 shrugs his little wings back to you. <laughs> um, so I um. <laughs> Does anyone have rope? Yeah, I got lots from. Yep. All right. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 150 I'm feet of rope. That's crazy. We have lots of rope. Who no, actually, the can store. we just talk about that? Who carries yeah. 150 feet worth of rope? I don't think it's. No one can really it's, fathom how much 150 feet is. Do you know how much 150 feet is? It's technically. It was only. No, we all only had 50, but we tied it all together and Lita took it. <laughs> oh, it's so it. heavy. Yeah. It's so heavy. Yeah, Lita's so oddly strong. Yeah, you can only carry. You're the only one who can carry it. That's. Oh, that's like half a football field. Yeah, that is a half a football field. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Avery with, the, Avery, with the ice shelf that's kind of leading up, um, goats are, like, there are, like, specifically mountain climbing goats that are incredible at climbing mountains. Oh. Um, can I see if this goat could roll to see if it could climb this mountain <laughs> as, as everyone else goes up with the rope? Yeah, for oh. sure. Um, it just specifies giant goat, not, like, giant mountain goat. It, it just says goat, so I figure, like, we can see what happens. I don't know if you want to give him, like, a disadvantage, or... 
if you trust the goat's abilities more than yours to climb this thing, then yeah, ride it up. Oh, Velvet 100% <laughs> trust the goat more. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do climbing, but I'll see you on the top. <laughs> so Mimic uh, goes to take the rope and he begins flying and he's really struggling against these strong winds. As you see, he's being pulled to the left, pulled to the right. And then there's another flash of lightning that comes down and it kind of shocks him and he actually <gasps> drops the rope and flies down oh, no. quick. It doesn't hit him. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, let, let me rephrase that. Okay. It shocks him as in he gets scared oh, by it. Okay, okay. Because okay. it was very close. Okay. And he drops the rope and he flies back down and nuzzles up to you, Geary, and says, no fucking way. <laughs> um, could Lena do like a perception check or something to see maybe where, or are there footprints on the, is it there snow on the ground? Could she see where like maybe the other group got in from? Since it was two days ago and there's a lot of wind oh, and snow whirling days, around, uh, there would be right, no yeah. tracks. Lena yeah. just looks to the magic people and says, well, magic people. Oh, I have an idea. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Avery, is there like a rock anywhere lying around? Something? There's a big old chunk of, the big old chunk of ice that fell from the top. Okay, could that be considered a, a tiny non-magical object? Uh, it's not tiny, it's, uh, oh, it's probably big, huge. Yeah. Um, could Lena okay. cut a chunk off? <laughs> to make it tiny? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what, it, what I'm trying to cast is Tiny Servant, so that it can crawl up and, and tie <gasps> the rope up at the top. That's <laughs> so oh my funny. God. Is, will that work? If I, if I, could I a use tiny a chunk of ice, chunk of ice becomes your servant? That's yes. awesome. Fuck yeah, let's try it. Yes, okay. <laughs> so I cast Tiny Servant. So, um, so what it does is it sprouts little arms and legs and becomes a creature <laughs> under my control. So, oh my god. That's adorable. And I have it for eight hours, too. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you definitely, uh, Lena ch chops a chunk of ice off of this ice chunk. Wow, what a sentence. And brings it over to you, and it, it you hear these little pops of ice as these little ice legs and arms protrude out, and you can square that, you can square, you can swear that these little indents are formed into the ice that almost form the indents of eyes. That's so cute. It doesn't speak, though. It's just standing in your hand, awaiting your direction. Okay, uh, give me the rope. Sure, yeah, here. There you go. All right, now, what I want you to do... Uh, does it, it, it does understand me, yeah. Um, I'm just reading, because it's the first time I used it. Uh, mentally, okay, I can mentally command a creature um, to... So I'm going to tell it mentally <laughs> to, um, to climb up and tie the rope onto something strong. Okay, so I'll have you make an athletics roll for me for oh, the tiny okay. servant. All right, so, okay. <laughs> All right, athletics, that is, oh, it's a modifier. Okay, well, it's a 17, so. Um, are you looking at the tiny servant stat block or yours? Oh, right, uh, hold on. Because its strength is negative three. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no, okay. Uh... Oh, you're right. Okay, sorry. This is the first time I use this. No, no worries. Uh, just, just give it a re-roll for me. We'll, we'll do a brand new roll for him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Although I'm not sure I can get better than 17. Okay, so strength. Okay, uh, all right. You want me to re-roll? Yes, please. Okay, so that, well, it's an 18, so I did, it. I did do better. So that's uh, 15, I guess? 15? Okay. So you tie the rope around his little waist, and he begins very slowly making his way up the ice shelf. He's getting—he's tiny to the point where like he can stand on little ledges. And you guys watch him for about 15 minutes, and he's about a quarter of the way up the shelf in 15 minutes. You can minutes. do it, Icy. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Avery, how's my goat doing? Are you just going up, like leaving them behind, or do you want to wait to see yeah. how the tiny servant? 
No, fuck that. No, no, Velvet's gone. Okay, uh, have your goat roll athletics for me. Yeah, okay. It, it, it does have a thing called sheer-footed, which says the goat has advantage on strength and dex saving throws made against effects that would knock it prone. So just in case that happens. Um, okay, so, uh, roll, roll it with advantage then. Oh, okay. Um, what am I adding? Because I just have strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom. Uh, just use strength. Okay, strength. Wonderful. Hey, that's a 23. Mm, nice. Okay, so... Sorry, 22. I didn't... I, I rolled a 19. Okay, I so let me math. get back to you in just a sec, then. Yeah, no, no, no problem. So the tiny servant's crawling up, and with a roll of 15, it gets about halfway, but then an incredibly a stronger uh, waft of wind goes by, and it blows him completely off of the ice shelf, and he goes falling to the ground, and he smashes into the uh, snow, but he's okay. He had a soft landing from the snow there. <laughs> and he kind of wipes his icicle forehead. That's okay. I kind of pat him on the whatever his head would look like. <laughs> and, uh, Can I pick him up? Right. Yeah, you can pick him up. That's fine. Um, I um, I um, I look at um, I look at everyone and I go, I have an idea. Mm. And I put, I I'm going to tie this little guy around an arrow. Yes. <laughs> nice. And I am going to shoot, and because I can shoot up to six hundred feet. Yeah, no, no sweat. Like you, you'll be able to shoot on top of the ice shelf for sure. Okay, um, and that's what I'll do. Uh, do I have to roll to hit a specific spot? What, what would you like me to do, Avery? No, uh, I won't have you make a roll. It's a pretty easy shot since it's a wide, wide, wide shelf. Um, so, Gary, you pull your bow back. You shoot the tiny servant. He goes flying as he's attached to this rope. You swear you can almost hear a little ring. Like a little squeak as he goes. And I'll get back to that in a sec. So Velvet, uh, you left them behind a little bit ago. So your goat is jumping up. Uh, there's flashes of lightning. It is completely unwavering. It holds, its, it it's, uh, stays fortified. And it climbs, 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 jumping from bit to bit. It's actually a bit of a fun ride as it's going up. <laughs> Finding yeah! all these tiny footholds that you can't even see. It's miraculous that a giant goat is doing this like, the size of a horse. And it makes it to the top of the shelf. Woo! Hey. What do I see when I get up there? So at the top of the shelf, you see the large, the very large entrance to the cave. Um, you see that uh, th within the cave, you can see. Sorry, I got a thing here. You see that there's a bonfire currently lit, and uh, through the snow and the haze, you can swear that there's uh, somebody sitting at the bonfire. But uh, until you get closer, um, it's hard to see into the cave from here. Okay, that's cool. I'm I'm gonna tell my giant goat. All right, Rabbi, I need you to wait here for the group, and I'm gonna cast invisibility on myself and sneak up to the bonfire. Okay. Because I, I figure I figure that the group is gonna be making quite a bit of noise on their way up, so I'm gonna use this this to my advantage to see if I can kind of clear the way for him. Okay. To, to be fair, the, the winter storm provides a pretty good coverage on top, on, out in the open here on top of this ice shelf. Um, it creates very low visibility and it's quite loud. So if you are concerned about noise, um, you probably don't have to be as much as you think. Okay, cool. Then I'm, I'm, I'm going to negate then the invisible. I'll save my spell slots and I'm, I'm going to just quietly sneak over to see if I can get uh, a better look and, you know, judge my odds. Okay, sweet. So as you're making your way over, thunk, an arrow slams into the snow <laughs> right next to you as you go to take one step. 
Oh. And you see a tiny little icicle servant thing, like uh, trying to push itself out of the rope that it was tied to the arrow with. And uh, it just pops out and it begins very slowly uh, with its tiny steps, making its way over to uh, this small chunk of ice that protrudes out of the shelf. And it begins tying the rope around, very, making a very slow progress since it's so tiny. Velvet doesn't ask any questions, just goes like, ah, they got it. <laughs> Again, for the second time today. <laughs> <laughs> and um, heads heads to the fire. Okay, you're heading right in. Uh, well, I'm gonna like keep. I'm I'm gonna use the fact that you said that visibility is low to my advantage because I, mm-hmm. I I want to see what's going on. Okay, so you come right to the opening of the cave, and now that you're closer and there's no storm happening in the cave, naturally, you see that there is uh, some crates and some gear just off to the left, close to the entrance of the cave. In the center of this round cave opening is the bonfire, and you see, indeed, that there is a cultist sitting at the bonfire with his back to you. Beyond the bonfire, you see that there's this great square stone staircase that descends down into the ground. And to the right of the bonfire, you see this very large tent that's pitched, and there's a bunch of sleeping rolls and sleeping bags laid out. And there's a cultist with its back to you, standing over this table. Um, and he seems to just be um, car- uh, slicing up an apple. So there's two of them? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Um, okay, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explore this area more while I, because I assume it's going to take a while seeing the speed of that dude. I know it's going to take them a bit to get up here. So I'm going to do some recon. Okay. Can you, can you make an investigation check for me? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Uh, that is a 16. 16. Okay, so as soon as you go to take a couple steps into the cave, suddenly the ground beneath you starts to light up with this orange light, and you hear this sound begin to rise, like, and there's this sort of giant glyph that's in the ground, and it seems like it's gaining all this energy incredibly quickly, and we'll come right back to you. So the rest of you, uh, finally, (laughs) the tiny servant, you see him sliding down the rope that he's finally tied, and he plops onto the ground where you guys are at. He gives the rope with his tiny hands a little tug, as if to show you, see, it's taut. (laughs) And he walks back up to you, Sai. And and I take him and kind of put him on my shoulder. (laughs) I'm going to take him with us. Oh, I love him already. I know. So so since you guys have something to help you climb this cliff face, I'm not going to have you make any athletics roll because you have a clean, safe way of going up. Awesome. Nice. So who's going to go first? Give me a marching order. We should ask the goat to come down and get poor Verna. Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, Or no, you know, no, I'm going to go last so I can help anybody that might slip or something like that. All right, I'll go first. Um... Yeah, I will go behind Verna just to help her out as she's going up. Okay, Verna's going to go after Sai then. So Verna, Bree, uh, Lena, you said you're going last? Yeah, unless Gary does. Oh no, I'll go uh, second last then. Cool. No problem. Okay, right. so thank Gary. We got this, guys. <laughs> Ready? Lena. So you guys begin climbing up the rope, making slow progress because of the wind sort of whipping you around, but uh, still making safe progress. And Sai, when you get about halfway up the cliff face, suddenly you hear from up top this giant explosion. And the goat reels back on, on, on its hoofs and just runs away from the edge. Oh no. Great. 
<laughs> That's what Lena says in this game. She's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to go back to Velvet. So Velvet, oh. you unfortunately did not pass the investigation check to see a glyph of warding oh, that was uh, set on the ground. Oh, good. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me now. Yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's my highest. Uh, okay, that is a 18. 18, okay. So you do pass the dexterity saving throw, so you're going to be taking uh, half whew. damage from this oh, glyph okay. of warding. Oh, that, that doesn't make me feel better. Half of 100 is still 50. Sly <laughs> so turns to the group and he's like, oh, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Velvet's fine. He's got this. And then, then Lena says, are you sure? Yeah. Are right you back sure? Back. <laughs> he clearly didn't wait for us. Probably dead. So this explosive rune on the ground explodes beneath your feet, and you're going to be taking half of 36 acid damage as it deals uh, a total of like 68 acid. So that'll bring uh, oh no, uh, 18 acid damage gets splashed onto you. And immediately the two cultists, the, their attention is uh, brought to the front entrance, and your invisibility is no longer there. Oh no. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> and, and I'll need you to roll initiative for me because they're yeah. not here to ask questions. They're oh. just gonna, they're just gonna go. Oh, it's like fuck. Sorry, everybody's rolling initiative. Nope, just velvet. You just guys velvet. aren't there. Okay. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. So if you guys are looking at the picture, um, you see the bonfire in the center, the black dot with a number two. That's one of the cultists. The black dot with a number one is another cultist. Um, there's the bedrolls. Those boxes and crates will provide half cover if you go behind them. Okay. And then there are chests uh, at that back wall, and oh. uh, at the at, um, where it says chest, and then the very back there is the staircase that leads down. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. Cool. So what's what's to the right? Are those that's the tent. Yeah, that's the tent, the tent. with the okay. bedrolls and the table. So these cultists turn to you and they're and they're completely they're kind of, they actually give a bit of a scream. They didn't realize how loud that explosive room was gonna be, and they see you, Velvet, standing there. You're up. What would you like to do? What up, bitches? <laughs> I, I say, <laughs> pretending I didn't just get covered in acid, and, and I pull out my mirror and I go, "So you oh think you're God. fucking tough?" And I string the the cord mightily, and I'm gonna cast fear on them. Ooh, okay. So what do I have to roll? Uh, Okay, so on... It's been a while since I've used fears. Sorry, I got taken up. So you got to do a wisdom saving throw, Avery. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think you're only going to be able to cast it on one of them, since your cone... It says within a 30-foot... It says a 30-foot cone, so yeah, I guess that's only one. Yeah, the cone starts at you and begins uh, going outward from you, so you'll only be able to get one of them in this uh, cone. So would you like to do number one or number two? Uh, let's do... Well, it. I'm guessing that based on where I am... Oh, you know what? I'm going to do two. I kind of want to scare him so he takes a step back into the fire. If that's a thing. <laughs> well, let's see how well... Let's see how poorly yeah, this goes yeah. for him. You said yeah, exactly. uh, wisdom saving throw? That's... Yeah, wisdom. Oh, he failed. He... Yes! Okay. So he becomes frightened for the duration. Okay, so that means uh, he has he has disadvantage on any attack rolls while he sees you, and he can't move closer to you. And the creature must take a dash, dash action to move away from you to the safest available route on each of its turns. Unless there's <laughs> oh nowhere to move. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Yeah, so I, I feel like, um, I, I, I mean, I don't know, like, cultists of evil, I don't know 
what they fear, but I would assume it's probably like power is what they fear, which is why they follow. So I I, I just want to create. Um, I'm gonna bring back our centipede friend that we just saw in in, in the lake, and oh, I want God. the centipede to come bursting out of uh, like kind of. I feel like because it's fear, it's probably kind of turns into like shadow and then takes material shape out of my my leer. And uh, okay, I got it. Like, the smoke coming yeah. from this bonfire. He sees it begin to start going back into the fire, and out of the fire, in his mind, explodes this giant remoraz that screeches at him and is uh, trying to grab him with its mandibles. He lets out a shriek, <laughs> and he immediately begins running, uh, dashing down the stairs and out of sight. <laughs> so now that he's out of sight, he gets to make the wisdom saving throw again. Okay. Uh, now that he's ended his turn. So let's see here. As I'm singing like, darkness, oblivion. <laughs> what does he have to pass? 15. Okay, so he does pass on this second one. He rolled a 17 there. So he's no longer under the fear spell, but he's he's like pretty far down those stairs as he took that dash action already. And next after you is going to be cultist number two. So that's the one that just got cast fear on him. He... You don't see him come back up at all. Um, on his turn, uh, he's just completely out of sight. He, you don't see him come back up, and it moves on to cultist number one. So he turns to you, and he's going to cast Hold Person on you. So I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. 16. 16? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. That'll pass. His, yes. his spell save DC was 11. So he tries to cast a whole person on you, and you just completely shake it off. <laughs> Weak fool! Now... <laughs> Your god is nothing! <laughs> Sai, you were the first one up from the rope. I need you to roll initiative now to join in. Okay. Oh, Sai! 11. 11. Okay. Hello! Velvet, your goat joins you as well next to you, so uh, he has an action on your turn as well at this point, and he's yes! buying aggressively. He's like, brr, brr, and he's ready to fight anybody who comes your way. Hell yes, Rami, let's do this. All right, Velvet, you're up. What would you like to do? There's just the one cultist left underneath the tent. Okay, cool. Um, then let's let's do a double whammy here. Um, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave on him. So I, I kind of like take a step back, plant my legs, look at Rami and go, let's go, buddy. And I'm going to jump up on Rami and try to cast it as Rami charges at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. All right, let's do it. Okay, so let's, uh, let's do Thunder Wave first here. So um, I think I got to make a constitution saving throw. Yes, you do. Oh, he rolled a 17. Okay, so he's going to take half the damage. Okay, um, sounds good. Right? Uh, a constitution on a fail save on a successful... Yeah, uh, you, so you take half damage, but you aren't pushed. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be... Is 11 plus 5... 16 thunder damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is singed. His clothes are on fire from this lightning that went up his. He lets out the uh, as he's uh, shocked by this thunder wave, and then your goat's charging him too. Yeah, it's gonna be charged, so it's gonna be the goat moves straight forward and hits the uh, target. The target takes an extra five two d four bludgeoning damage. If the target is a creature, it must make a, succeed a thirteen strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay, so do, uh, do you roll the hit with the charge first? I'm going to assume so. It doesn't say, but I would assume yes, right? Okay, roll the hit for me. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, 
Okay, that is a 14. And that will hit him, I believe. Let me double check here. Yeah, that'll, that'll hit him. So okay. ro roll the damage. Then I'll have him make a straight saving throw Sweet. too. And oh god, he failed. That was okay. bad. 2d4, <laughs> so that's going to be 6 plus, uh, it looks like uh, Ram is plus 5 to hit. No, sorry, the plus 5 is to hit. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyways, he takes uh, 9 hits. How nine do you want to do this? Yes! Okay, so I, I, I want to, like, you use the Thunder Wave to blast him, and he kind of, he, he tanks the hit. He doesn't get knocked over, and he kind of is happy about himself. And then uh, I feel like by the time he looks back, the ram is already just smacks him into the wall, and he's just like, like a Looney Tunes outline of the guy in the ice wall. <laughs> and he doesn't even fall down. He literally stays up there as, as Rammy shoved him into the wall so hard, he created his own little uh, outline and frame for him, and he's knocked out. The only thing not connected to the walls is drooped head. <laughs> oh my God. Hi, Sai. Hello. Nice job. And he kind of gives Thank you. It up. was all Rammy. Oh yes. Uh, and 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 Sai just kind of stops for a second and just says, "Be very quiet to see if anybody heard us." Yeah, and with that, no, uh, it's quiet now. That other cultist that ran down mm -hmm. the stairs, uh, you don't see him at all. Okay. And the others, you join as well now as you climb up the rope. Everybody's together. Okay. And the um, the one that hit the wall, uh, it's it's still intact, right? Like, like what I want to <laughs> yes. do is I want to search its pockets for a key to the chest that I see. Okay, yeah. Uh, you search its pockets and you do find a key. Ah! <laughs> nice. And... Um, okay, so I go over to the chest, and can I do um, Arcana check to see if there's like if it's uh, magical? Yeah, for sure. Kay. Roll Arcana. Um, oh, uh, yeah, that's a twelve. Um, you're not sure if it's you know what it's it's not magical. Okay, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> All right. Um, just a ye old chest. Just ye old chest. Okay, so I take the key and I try. Well, actually, I should just try to see if it can open up without the key. Uh, no, it's locked. Okay, so I use the key. Okay, you use the key. You open the chest, and this chest holds climbing gear. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Um, okay. Is there any other? Is there any other gear around Avery specifically? Maybe like some light armor. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of the gear they have is food for the journey, climbing mm -hmm. gear, and other snow attire. Okay. Um, okay. You know what? I'll say that the cultist that is in the wall is wearing light armor. <gasps> he does? Mm, what is nice. that? How does that change my AC? Um, let's, let me bring up a list of armors here for you. Oh, finally. I just can't wear heavy armor, so that's great. Mm. So he's wearing leather armor. Beauty, I'll um, take it. Uh, as Avery's looking, I will tell Sai, I'm like, hey, maybe you should put on the cultist garb so you, like, oh, look like a cultist idea. in case. <laughs> oh, yeah, about that. Um, there was two here, and one definitely got away. Oh, so... no. That's not good. Where? D down there? Yeah. Well, I think our cover's blown, so that's... Yeah, I don't want to say that the element of surprise is gone, but yeah. it's certainly... Um, it's, gone. it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's gone. Yep. <laughs> so leather armor is 11 plus your dexterity modifier. Actually, I won't take that then, because that is not as good as when I don't have armor on. Yeah, oh, it, really? barbarians go based off their con, I believe. Yeah, so that's not going to work. Well, and my, my armor right now is 10 plus dex plus con, so we'll just leave that. I'll say anybody wants some leather armor. So now that the <laughs> element of surprise is gone, should we just 
keep going? Well, hey, we might be able to catch up with him. I gave him a thorough scaring, so he might have fallen down the stairs and broken his neck. You never know. Well, or maybe not. I don't oh, Sai, stop being such a negative that. Nancy. And I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, behind the chests, the, there's an ice wall that actually sticks out a bit, creating a small alcove. You guys see a cultist come around from behind the wall with his hands up, and he says... I thought I heard a familiar voice. Oh my god. And you see oh around god. the corner steps out Darian. Oh, <laughs> Darian! We went back to Guys! <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? This guy? Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.